Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your NXT review results and thoughts for February 3rd, 2021. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say NXT may have the best tag team divisions uh, men's side other than AEW. I think they've definitely surprised Impact. They have far outshadowed Raw and SmackDown. Um, as far as women tag teams, I, as far as a division, I seriously think they're the best. Um, I think they're definitely better than Impact. Uh, I know Impact just had a tournament to crown their champions and everything, but their tournament has not been as good as this one. And they've got a lot of young stars on the women's side that don't have a lot of experience that looked really good working together and putting on good matches. However, I am going to say this. I like tag team wrestling. I like the stories you can tell. I love in-ring psychology. You have four people. You can create all kinds of different options. Um, some of the tag team maneuvers like MSK are doing the old rascals are unbelievable and unreal. Love watching Private Party. Love watching Top Flight, uh, the acclaimed. Um, trying to think. Um, love Tomasa Ciampa and, um, Timothy Thatcher. So, don't mind tag team wrestling. Just feel like it needs a point, it needs a storyline, and not too much of it. However, this episode has a lot of it. Now, granted, it was a lot of people that I hadn't seen work as tag teams before, like the first team. They opened up with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez making their way to the ring. And I know you're saying, 
Sam, they've been around each other for a year. What are you talking about? Well, they haven't been in too many tag team matches. It has mostly been backing each other up and getting involved. They have been in some. I was really surprised, though, with Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. They were impressive. I know they're new. I know they don't have a tremendous amount of experience. But I was impressed with them. And I felt like this was a really good match. Good match to start off with. Thought it was a hot match to start off with. They kept the action going. And that um, their tags in and out made sense. But really, other than it being the Dusty Classic, there wasn't a storyline that I already knew of. And they didn't create one. I didn't feel like that they told a um, normal babyface heels, babyface is getting beat down, make a comeback, heels win. I just felt like they didn't have any ring psychology, any reasoning for doing what they do. I almost would have rather Raquel and Dakota come out and just beat them. And I do mean take their fist and beat them. And I think that would have at least told a story. This was a match of athletic talent on all four women's part of pyre athleticism of quickness, of doing moves that just are unbelievable. And, I mean, I can't say enough about them. But it was very obvious that Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai were moving on. And, of course, they did. Um, They're all going to face the winner of Shotsky Blackheart and, and Ember Moon versus Candice LeRae. And Indy Hartwell. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what to say because I'm just going to be very honest. I don't really care about either one of these teams. And I know that you're like, what? Well, this is going to be the finals. Um, It's going to be happening week after next. And um, Shotsky Blackheart. She's growing on me a little bit. She is definitely getting better. Ember Moon, I think, has gotten worse. Um, Not sure if she's going to make it. Uh, Even her character work and her promos have gotten worse. I I really am concerned for her. I I don't I don't know that she's going to make it. Candice LeRae, um, pretty good wrestler but in the ring always depends on who she's there with almost seems like she comes to the level of her competition and in wrestling that can kind of be bad you're supposed to bring the competition up to your level and I don't know that she does that 
I also don't know that she truly has created a character separate from Johnny Gargano. And I think she needs to. I think she needs to be more than Johnny Gargano's wife. But I think that's probably what 75% of NXT think of her. Indy Hartwell, she's too new. I think she's very green when she gets in the ring. I think you can tell. And so not rooting for anyone on this side could really care less and will be checking my phone during that match. I'm just going to be real honest with you. Um, Tony Storm is also starting to grow on me. I kind of missed her a little bit. I caught the tail end of NXT UK as she was arriving. Well, I guess she'd, she'd been there a little while. Rhea Ripley had the belt, and one of my friends said, are you watching NXT UK? And I said, no, I have more than enough on my plate at this time. Don't need any more wrestling. You need to pick that up. And I was like, no, if I pick up anything, I'm picking up MLW. Because at that time, I was just watching WWE and AEW. And um, he was like, no, no, you got to see this Ray Ripley. Tuned in a couple times, and it wasn't, I don't know, a month, maybe, six weeks, before Tony Storm took the belt from her, Rhea Ripley came to the States. And so I just kind of followed Rhea Ripley. And <laughs> that gave me a reason not to watch uh, NXT UK. Although my friend still watches it and beats it in my head that I need to pick that up, I don't want to watch wrestling at whatever time it comes on. It's, uh, what, Thursday at 3 o'clock or something like that, 4 o'clock. And don't want to watch it afterwards. Uh, like I said, have too much wrestling in my life, as is. But um, Tony Storm's character kind of always intrigued me. And like that, you know, they told her there's going to be a triple threat. Uh, Vengeance Day, and it's gonna be EO and Mercedes Martinez. I usually don't like triple threats, but I think how they'll call this match with all three of them being completely different and EO being in it, I think it's gonna be entertaining because you're never gonna know what they're going to do. Then we get um, Austin Theory, of course, Johnny Gargano is down there, versus Leo Ruff. Now, this is, I don't know, one of the matches that I kind of talked about. If you listen to the Impact episode, this week's uh, results and thoughts, Impact Wrestling episode, I kind of broke that down. This should have been, I don't know, two, three minutes. This should have been an overwhelming victory for Austin Theory. He is powerful. He's athletic. He's, he can be high-flying when he wants to be. He has some submission moves that I saw not in NXT on YouTube when he was... 
I believe, up in the Minnesota territories. Um, he really should have put Leon Ruff down. Leon Ruff is also new. He's also young. I agree with Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. He got lucky beating Gargano. They should not play that up and allow him to get a lot of offense on Austin Theory. But they did. And it makes Austin Theory look weak. If he, you're going to fast track him to the main roster, you cannot let him look weak against someone like um, Leon Ralph. So just kind of ridiculous for me to to even, you know, do that. I do like, after the match, since Austin Theory won, that they are now going to put him in a program with Dexter Loomis because Dexter Loomis grabbed him from behind and choked him. And as Austin was trying to escape and run away, Dexter Loomis yanked out a piece of his hair. And so I'm sure that with superstitious Johnny Gargano is just going to go into a big segment next week. And I can't wait. I think that Johnny Gargano is hilarious and he will blow this out of proportion and Austin Theory's reactions will be funny. Uh, but I am looking forward to that program before he moves up to the main roster. I'm not going over Zali and Boa. Um, I don't really understand it that this person is a thousand years old. I don't really care. I know that they're talking about creating a Chinese faction and there being, you know, four or five in this faction. I don't care right now. This story has not grabbed me. Them showing a cartoonish figure and saying this person's a thousand years old. Um, don't believe it on Wade Barrett's side. Now let's move on. Gonna be honest with you about this one. Um, Lucha House Party and Gallo Day Fantasma. I always have problems with their name. This was billed as the battle of Lucha Libre. And while I like Lucha Libre style with Penta and Ray Phoenix and um, LAX does some of it, um, TJP does some of it, um, Laredo Kid I've seen, Ray Phoenix, I hated this match. This match is boring. I think the Lucha House Party is a bunch of jobbers. Um... Legato, Dave, Fantasma is stupid and boring to me. Um, I would like for them to go away, and I do not mean um, go away, um, meaning I love you as a heel. No, I mean go away, get off my TV. So, you know, Legato, Dave, Fantasma, of course, wins. And um, they are going to be taking on MSK, the older rascals from uh, Impact Wrestling. So I look for MSK to kill them. If they don't, 
you're awful NXT. I'll write you a letter. It's it, it'll be awful because MSK is so much further ahead in their development and their storytelling and their transitions, their movements, and everything than them. It's not even funny. We see that uh, Pete Dunne and Lorcan and Birch have arrived in the ring. And, you know, Dunn, of course, says that uh, Finn Balor didn't listen, that he wasn't waiting any longer. And, of course, Finn comes out. Finn says that Dunn is hiding behind the two clowns that are around him. So Lorcan and Birch leave, and Balor gets in the ring. Pete Dunne, of course, tells him, you better hold that title tight because I'm coming for it. And Balor says, well, you're going to have your day at Vengeance Day. They kind of stare at each other, and you think it's over until you hear Edge's music. Edge comes with a big smile. It's the first time he has been in the performance center like this. Um, had to make him smile to climb into the ring and see his wife Beth Phoenix there. And he talked about how when he watched NXT as a fan, he saw passion and hunger of wrestling and how that rekindled his fire. And he used that passion when he made his appearance in at Royal Rumble last year. And because he won it this year, it allows him to challenge any champion. And so that is when he looks at Finn Balor and, and points at the NXT Championship title belt and says, I've never held this. And he talked about how he would be watching on Vintage Day because it might help him make a choice of who he's going to take on. Not for one minute do I think that Vince McMahon is going to allow Edge to take on Finn Balor. However, whoever he decides to take on, which it's probably going to be Roman Reigns, but whoever he decides to take on, whether it be Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns, I think that Edge has a list, and if his body allows it, that he does want to take on Pete Dunne. He does want to take on Finn Balor, and he does, as we'll find out, want to take on Karrion Cross. I love NXT. I really, really, really do. I think he thinks that he can have great matches with them because of their desire to learn to put together a match and to just their passion. And so then we go into Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory and Austin Theory talking about Loomis being a freak and, you know, him getting freaked out about Kushida. Um, they tell him he's got a match at Vengeance Day against Kushida, 
And he goes to Regal's office and Kashida answers the door. Um, he says that Regal's busy and so Johnny Gargano loses his mind and just beats the crap out of Kashida because he doesn't want to take him on. Then, um, we get Jesse Camilla with Robert Stone taking on Tony Storm. I had every intentions of watching about 30 seconds of this match, checking my phone, doing stuff on Twitter, um, seeing if there was any new updates to the Super Bowl betting, um, things like that. When I heard uh, Wade Barrett say what and looked up and then start watching when Mercedes Martinez and Io Shirai end up in the ring with them. And I like how they're selling this, you know, that they're they're really getting into this. So I'm interested in seeing this triple threat, even though I don't like triple threats. I am interested in seeing this triple threat. Then we get the next match, which is Santos Escobar versus uh, Kurt Stallion. Not interested in this match at all. Don't understand why this match is not on 205. Um, Really think that it needs to be uh, because I could care less. I hate Santos Escobar, I do not like his character. He may be a good guy in real life. He may be the best guy in the world. I hate his character. I don't want to see him on my TV. Kurt Stallion, I haven't been watching 205. I don't know him. I don't really like the looks of him. And the little bit I watched, he was getting the crap knocked out of him. So, yeah, played on my phone a lot with that. Did enjoy, though, that Scarlett showed up during the match because they had been making fun of TikTok and the calling card that they had received. Really enjoyed, after the match, while they were celebrating, that Karrion Cross came down. And he proceeded to toss Santos Escobar's Little bodyguards through the air. Um, Legato Dave Fantasma did not have a chance against him. And, I mean, he literally just threw them. Um, and then he got in the ring and he said, it seems like we have a problem. And time is running out. But I'm going to let you have a little more time. And then he pauses. And Escobar sits there. And he was like, you need to leave. And so Escobar does that. Well, um, Karen Cross must have sprinted during commercial. To get chains put on a shirt and all of that. Because Edge is leaving and Karen Cross meets him out in the parking lot. And he talks to him and says, you know, you probably shouldn't really consider Pete Dunne or Finn Balor. Because by the time WrestleMania rolls around, 
I will have taken back my championship that I never lost. I don't know that I believe that for the simple fact that I think that Karrion Cross will already be on the main roster. I don't know that they'll wait till after WrestleMania to put him up there. I think Vince is really excited about him. Edge responds with the typical Edge response that, you know, that it sounded like he was threatening him and that sometimes um, when you threaten somebody, it kind of entices them and makes them want to do exactly what the person doesn't want them to do and makes him want to come back. And if he does come back that Karen Krauss won't like that. So I I really enjoyed that interaction. Then we get Adam Cole and Roderick Strong versus Timothy Thatcher and Tomasa Ciampa. I think on any other Dusty Rhodes classic, this would have been your final. But with MSK coming in, I think that changed the tournament. I think they are going to the finals. And since Timothy Thatcher and Tomasa Champa won this, then that's who they're going to be facing. Um, I like the story that they are telling. I really enjoyed this match. I felt it was a lot of back and forth. I loved how Undisputed Air showed how much time that they'd spent together, how close they were, how they knew each other so well, whereas Thatcher and Ciampa haven't gotten that down yet. However, they are veterans and they know what they're doing so they can make comebacks and really get into things. So I... I did. I enjoyed this match. I I may even watch this match again. Um, it is probably one of the better tag team matches I've seen this week. Um, and I I wish they could have this kind of tag team match on Raw or on SmackDown. I I don't understand why they can't. But obviously, either Vince doesn't want to, or Bruce doesn't want to, there's somebody that does not want to have this kind of match. But it was an unbelievable match. Like I said, Thatcher and Ciampa won, and when Regal brought them out to pose with the trophy, against their next opponents, which are the grizzled young veterans, you knew that um, Ciampa and Thatcher were not going to put up with it. And they didn't, and there was a brawl started, which is how NXT um, lost, not lost, finished this week. Um Overall, for it to be very tag team centric, you know, it it wasn't a bad program. 
And I think that's because they opened with a really good match and then closed with a really good match. And I like the storylines that they told in between some of those matches I didn't like. Some of them I spaced out in, but they still had a pretty good show. Was it as good as AEW's? No. No, it really wasn't. And um, as you heard in News and Thoughts, um, they got beat by AEW. But they still put on a pretty good show. They just didn't put on as great a show as what AEW did. But theirs was a special show. And they loaded the card on purpose for Beach Break and for um, Ford and Sabian's wedding. So people have to understand that too. But this is my results and thoughts on NXT. Um, how they're going to get better is keep doing what they've always been doing. Don't go to the Raw or the SmackDown way of doing things. And hopefully they've learned that. They have settled on their base, and the only way they're going to gain more viewers is by going to a day that doesn't have wrestling on it. They haven't figured that out yet, or they don't want to do it. That's cool. Be stubborn. Doesn't matter. I'll watch you on DVR. Anyway, I... Uh, hope you guys know how to contact me. If you have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, hit me up at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com. Or you guys can always tweet me, uh, Facebook me, or Instagram me at wrestlingovertime. And I will be talking to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.